Welcome to the first ever podcast from the sunny side. My name is Vasant Seshadri and I'm the founder and creative director of an agency in Singapore called the Sunny Side. In each podcast, I'm going to be sharing my views on issues related to marketing, creativity and the wider world of brand building. Today I'd like to kick off with a hot topic among agencies and advertisers, in-house creative teams or external creative agencies. Let me just remind you of an ad from a few years ago. There is a major protest going on in a big city regarding some grave injustices. The police are on the site to make sure it doesn't develop into a riot. Then our celebrity comes into the picture. She gives a Pepsi to a police officer. She gives a few more Pepsis to protesters. Suddenly, everyone is happy. The grave injustices are not so grave anymore. This you might recall was an infamous Pepsi ad starring Kendall Jenner a few years ago. There was a huge outcry to this ad because it trivialized the real issues that make people take to the streets and protest. It came out when the first Black Lives Matter protests were in full swing, which made it a particularly tone-deaf piece of communication. And the use of Kendall Jenner invited accusations of the white savior trope in which a privileged white person rescues underprivileged people of color. Whichever way you look at it, it is safe to say that that ad didn't go down too well. That ad sparked one conversation in the wider world and another conversation within the world of marketing because that ad was created by Pepsi's in-house creative team without an external agency partner. Would an external creative agency have called bullshit on the obvious flaws of that ad? An external creative agency unencumbered by the need to toe the line and agree with the hierarchy at PepsiCo, would that have helped? In more recent times, P&G has shown more of an interest in exploring in-house creative teams. They have begun an experiment with an in-house team for the feminine care brand Secret in the US. With an open mind, I was curiously looking forward to seeing their first ever in-house ad for Secret, and I saw it during the Super Bowl in January. Here's how it goes. Two NFL players are helmeted up and getting ready to take a free kick during a big game. The crowd is expectantly looking to see what's going to happen. The kicker kicks it and scores. The kicker and one more player both take off their helmets and lo and behold they are women. The crowd goes wild. Now, I don't want to get into an argument about whether women players can compete in the men's NFL. I just want to evaluate this as a creative piece of work. To be honest, I saw the twist coming in the first 5 seconds. The moment you see someone with their face covered and participating in a traditional masculine pursuit, it telegraphs that there is going to be a shot of that person taking off the covering and revealing that she is a woman in any creative field be it advertising or filmmaking if a twist is obvious from the get go it is not a particularly good piece of creative work imagine if you watched the sixth sense and the mind blowing twist in the climax became obvious to you within the first 10 minutes of the film then it wouldn't have been such a good film would it now coming to the message of the secret ad It is telling us that women can do everything men can do, but we knew that already. It might have been new news 30 years ago, but today we have all heard of the amazing things women do, from climbing the tallest mountains to going to the South Pole to going into outer space to becoming Prime Minister at 34. We've seen women do wonderful things. It's not new news to see a woman football player score from a free kick. Again, this just makes it an average piece of creative work. As someone who runs an agency, when I look at in-house creative teams doing work of this standard, I heave a sigh of relief. 
because there is no reason for me to start quaking in my boots thinking that my agency will be obsolete real soon because in-housing is working phenomenally. Maybe I'm biased here, but I'm of the opinion that truly great creative work can only come from external creative agencies and not from in-house creative teams. Firstly, at the risk of stating the obvious, truly great creative work can only come from truly great creative people. And do truly great creative people want to be on the client side? Once in a while, perhaps, but not as a rule. Secondly, an external creative agency brings fresh perspectives unencumbered by groupthink. Even in the most esteemed organizations, people are doing what it takes to keep their jobs. It will take a particularly brave employee to say that the script their teammate has written is pretty ordinary. It will take an even more courageous employee to question a creative decision made by their bosses and their bosses' bosses. What inevitably happens is creative work produced by committee. As Matt Damon said in the Oscar-winning movie Ford vs. Ferrari, you cannot win a race by committee. An external creative agency has the license to challenge and question the client without coming across as a jerk. Creative agencies have the credibility of being custodians of creativity. With the fresh thinking of external agencies, clients can uncover new dimensions of their own brands that they had not yet discovered. What about the often heard statement that anyone can be creative? Well, that's true if you're talking about creativity for its own sake with no intention of building a brand. Then your five-year-old nephew is creative with crayons. The teenager next door may be writing some mushy poems for his girlfriend. But creativity in the context of brand building requires training. When I started out as a creative, I was very raw. My ideas had some potential in them, but it needed more experienced creatives to tease out what was good about those ideas. The creative training I received in places like BBDO New York and JWT Singapore showed me how to crack briefs and to do work that is not just creative, but also builds a brand. After a few years, I became better at not just crafting my own ideas into a complete form, but also teasing out what was good about the raw ideas of my juniors. There are a few stages of evolution a top creative goes through. A creative intern comes up with semi-cooked thought starters that have some vague potential in them. A junior creative comes up with good ideas that are off-brief. A mid-level creative finally learns to come up with good ideas that are on-brief. And a top creative doesn't just come up with good ideas that are on-brief, but knows how to craft and refine those ideas and knows how to mentor junior creatives and shape their ideas. This is not something that can be done by just about anybody. Creative agencies have a culture of nurturing such proven creative people of pedigree. It is not easy to replicate that in-house. But what if a client simply hires a few of these proven creatives? Can't you just hire enough great creatives and put your own team together? Well, that would be a start but the processes and methodologies and protocols of your company need to provide the best platform for such creatives to shine. They need the psychological safety that they can disagree with your chief marketing officer and still keep their jobs. They need the non-creatives to understand the creative process. This happens in agencies. Some of the best planners I know are creatively minded. Some of the best account managers I know are huge champions of creativity. Your brand managers need to embrace this mindset in order to extract the best creativity out of your in-house creative team. These things are not impossible, but they take time. You could learn to cut your own hair, but it'll take time. 
You could learn to build your own furniture, but it'll take time. It makes more sense to leave those things to the professionals so that they do what they are good at and you do what you are good at. Likewise, creativity in the context of brand building is a skill that takes years to train up and you would be better off counting on the people who have already invested their time and energy to cultivate those skills. It's not just my opinion that in-housing comes with a lot of challenges. A recent study by the in-house agency forum in partnership with Forrester Research has identified that red tape stifles a lot of in-house agencies and prevents them from reaching their full potential. In the words of Marta Stiglin, who's an expert on in-housing, in-house agencies are stymied by operating practices and decision-making hierarchies that limit their ability to contribute more fully. However, she also identified a few advantages of in-housing, the advantages of institutionalized knowledge and proximity to the decision-makers. There was a trend at this year's Super Bowl where plenty of ads created by in-house agencies went on air. Verizon was one of the brands that created an in-house ad for this Super Bowl. Volvo was another. The advantage they unearthed was that they were able to tightly integrate their ad with their social media efforts. But this kind of tight integration is also possible while working with agencies. The gold standard of social media virality in the Super Bowl is still the famous Oreo blackout tweet from 2013, which was done by the agency 360i. Coming back to this year's Super Bowl, what were the ads that really stood out in terms of creative quality? There was the Jeep Groundhog Day spot and the Rocket Mortgage Jason Momoa spot, both of which were done by an independent agency in Chicago called High Dive. There were the four Tide ads by Woven, which is a collaborative interagency team put together by PNG. There was the Amazon Before Alexa spot by Drogo5 London, the Pepsi Mountain Dew ad by TBWA, the Pringles Rick and Morty ad from Grey. These were all done by agencies. There was, however, one ad from an in-house team that really stood out, Loretta by Google, which was done in-house at Google without any external agency involved. Why was this the standout commercial among all the in-house commercials at this year's Super Bowl? I believe that it's because Google is an inherently creative company at the core. This means there is a good fit between the creatives working in their in-house agency and the rest of the Googlers. And of course, it's not as if Google put together their in-house agency yesterday. The agency, known as Google Zoo, and earlier known as Google Creative Lab, has been a thing for a decade now. If companies invest in their in-house creative teams for several years and re-engineer their other functions to embrace the creative process, we may find others who replicate the success of Google with their in-house creative agency. But I dare say that such success stories will be the exception rather than the rule. There's a hybrid model being explored by PNG and Unilever. I mentioned Woven, which is an interagency collaborative group that has been put together by PNG for its fabric care brands in the US. Unilever is doing something similar with Team WPP at Unilever, an interagency team that comprises talents from Ogilvy and Wonderman Thompson. The CEO of Team WPP at Unilever, David Dahan, is a friend of mine, and he expressed it perfectly when he said that we are not in-house, but we are in the house. Could in-the-house be the model of the future? Possibly, because an in-the-house team like Team WPP at Unilever is physically at Unilever in close proximity to their clients and their entire ecosystem, but they are not Unilever employees. They are Team WPP employees. They retain their autonomy and their ability to bring fresh perspectives from the outside. Likewise, I look forward to seeing how PNG's Woven model delivers results. 
if the tide adds from this year's Super Bowl or any indication, things are looking positive on that front. We could go on and on regarding this topic, but I think the best thing to do is to wait and watch to see how these new ways of working shape up. Whatever happens, one thing is for sure, nothing will ever be the same again. Thanks for listening to what I've had to say. Watch this space for my next podcast where I'll talk about another timely topic. Till then, take care.